Section 11 of Edmond Dantes. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Kate Fallis. Edmond Dantes by Edmund Flagg. The Communist. Part 2 apropos of state prosecutions against le national said louis blanc that was a most exciting time when ruin was brought by tears before the court of peers for a libel on that most august and erudite body ay and a most liberal honest and honourable conclave the thrice sodden and most solemn knaves and mules cried rollin ruin at the bar demanded armand carroll for his defence continued louis blanc to refuse was impossible but a bitter pill must it have been to tears and Mignet to consent they must have foreseen what came both now in the ministry only four years before both had been in le national tears as a colleague of carroll and Mignet as a collaborateur the files of the journal were produced and lo there stood paragraphs proven to have emanated from the pens of the prosecutors far more libellous and venomous on the august peers than anything ruin had published you all remember the scene that ensued and won't forget it soon no nor shall we soon forget that noble passage in armand carroll's defence said flocon in which he evoked the shade of marshal ney and from the wild excitement that followed one would suppose that it had really risen in the hall bleeding and ghastly and pointing to its wounds like the ghost of banquo to blast his hoary jewelled and noble assassin who seated on those very seats had sentenced him to an infamous doom carroll was instantly stopped but General Exelmans rose in his seat and pronounced the charge true. It was then reiterated with tremendous applause from the galleries. How Carroll escaped punishment for contempt is not known. Ruin was convicted of libel on the peers, of course. His sentence was a fine of ten thousand francs and imprisonment for two years but of what words did this famous libel actually consist asked ledrue rollin louis can tell you better than i said flocon why the words were severe enough no doubt replied louis blanc but tears and Mignet had themselves expressed the same ideas a hundred times though in less powerful and pointed language the passage which seems particularly to have given offence was this that in the eyes of eternal justice and those of posterity as well as in the testimony of their own consciences these renegades from the revolution these returned emigrants these men of ghent these military and civil parvenus these old senators and spoiled marshals of bonaparte these procureur generals these new-made nobles of the restoration these three or four generations of ministers sunk in public hatred and contempt and stained with blood all these seasoned with a few notabilities thrown in by the royalty of the seventh of august 
on condition they should never open their lips save to approve their master's commands all this farrago of servilities was not competent to pronounce on the culpability of men seeking to enforce the results of the revolution of july it was not until the commencement of eighteen hundred thirty five i think said marist that ministers opened a general onslaught upon the parisian press le republican was interdicted that year it was then too that the laws against public criers and newspaper hawkers were instituted as far back as thirty-three however roddy had braved all such prohibitions by selling and with impunity too his own paper in the streets in may of thirty-five came on the general prosecution of the press rollin was advocate in the defence there were warm words between armand carroll and his friend dupont the lawyer and there was at one time apprehension of a duel the position of armand carroll with tears his former colleague was at that time a singular one remarked rollin each seemed to be on the constant search for opportunities to exasperate the other the editor assailed the minister in his columns and the minister retaliated by an arrest carroll censured and ridiculed tears though he respected his abilities and tears feared and hated carroll though he admired his talents it was about this time that fieschi exploded his infernal machine at the king was it not asked flocon tears arrested carroll then i know it was on the twenty eighth of july of thirty five at ten in the morning on the boulevard du temple this was the second attempt on the king's life the first having been that of bergeron in november of thirty three carroll was arrested as an accomplice it was pretended for every one of these attempts has been attributed to the whole body of the republicans while they were utterly ignorant of them until they took place and then bitterly denounced them but the government has made capital out of all these insane attempts and against the opposition too i've heard it asserted said rollin that the government got up some of those little exhibitions of fireworks for that very purpose they are quite harmless so far as the old man is concerned wonderfully so and fieschi was made a perfect fool of so ridiculously lionized was he by king court and ministers our friend marie was advocate for that wretched old man pepin fieschi's accomplice more a ghost than a living creature you are entirely right friend rollin said louis blanc in the idea that every one of these attempts strengthens the government and recoils on the opposition no one should so vigilantly and vigorously watch for and suppress such attempts as we heaven defend the old despot from the assassin's weapon as it seems well inclined to do or the deed will surely be attributed to us every unsuccessful attempt at assassination is viewed like an unsuccessful attempt at revolt on the part of the opposition and injures our cause accordingly better never to attempt than never to succeed do you think it true louis as was reported asked marist that as soon as the smoke of fieschi's explosion swept off and the old man found himself standing unharmed amid a heap of slain and mangled marshal mortier and colonel Rusak being among the killed his first exclamation was this with ill-conceived gratification now i shall get my appendages and the dotations for the boys 
nothing is more probable said louis blanc that old man has but one impulse selfishness and but one attachment to his family his family because it is his his purse and family have for years been his sole objects of love to aggrandize his own has been for years his sole end and aim he parcels out the thrones and kingdoms of europe among his children as if it were but a family estate what thoughtful selfishness exclaimed flocon and at a moment too when he had but just escaped an awful death and all around him flowed the blood and lay scattered the lacerated limbs of his faithful servants either dead or dying with groans and shrieks of most agonizing torture and all because of himself how disgraceful that at such a terrible moment his first thought should have been of the few more francs his trembling hand was striving to tear from a people by whom he had already been made the richest man in europe and which the occurrence of this dreadful event might serve to win for him well said rollin whether this event aided to win the appendages and dotations and was so designed or not it is very sure the aforesaid appendages and dotations were secured no wonder that such attempts succeed each other so rapidly one every year at the least when was the next louis that of alibar i think that took place about sunset on the twenty-fifth of june thirty-six was the reply alibaud discharged a walking-stick gun at the king as he left the tuileries on his way to newly at the corner of the port royale that alibaud was a mere boy and a very interesting and intelligent boy too but for some mysterious cause he did not find favour with the court as did fieschi he evidently attempted the assassination from conviction from a feeling of manifest destiny after his failure he only wished to die and to die at once all who have succeeded alibaud have been but vulgar cutthroats. in what year was the insurrection of armand barbus and martin bernard asked flocon that proved most disastrous to our cause that was in thirty nine may i think answered rollin barbus blanqui and bernard were arraigned as leaders marie and myself were advocates for barbus Blanqui was sentenced to death, and Barbus to the galleys for life, but we obtained commutation of penalty for both. "'And where is to be the end of all these things?' asked Marist, gloomily, as he continued pacing the chamber with folded arms, his head resting on his bosom. "'Are the ten years on which we have now entered to be characterized by the fruitless efforts of the past?' are the people of france again and again and again to strike for freedom only to be stricken into the dust and trampled beneath the armed heel of a despot's myrmidons are the streets of lyons paris and marseilles again to be drenched with the life-blood of their dwellers poured out as freely as water and as fruitlessly are we all again for full ten years to toil strive struggle and suffer to be hunted down like the vilest criminals and like criminals plunged into the most pestilential dungeons to be stripped like slaves of our hard-won earnings and to be deprived of the most humble franchises of men claiming it all to be free to be treated with scorn and contumely and to be debarred the exercise of those common rights which like air and water belong to all 
i say brothers are all these scenes to be repeated during the ten years on which we have now entered as they have been witnessed during the ten years now past you speak sadly armand observed rollin not so sadly as i feel i have listened with attention to the recapitulation of the political events of the past ten years in france and most plainly and as sadly as plainly does the result prove that every movement in our cause has been as premature as it has been unsuccessful may we not gather wisdom which shall conduct us to success in the future from the very errors and disasters of the past remarked flocon alas despondingly replied marast what is there in our present to promise a bright future more than was in our past to promise us a bright present our great leaders of another generation have all left us one after another all have dropped into their graves the cold marble has closed over their venerable brows and they rest well yet they died and made no sign of hope on us young inexperienced and rash has devolved their task but the mantle of their power and virtue has not alas descended with that task to aid in its momentous accomplishment general lamarck's sun went down in clouds midnight deeper than egyptian darkness brooded over the delirious deathbed of lafayette armand carroll fell without hope and are we wiser than they how often oh how often have i listened to the words of wisdom that fell from those eloquent lips even as a boy reverently listens to a parent for such was armand carroll to me upon this very spot have i stood in that very chair has he sat that chair which with mingled shame and pride i reflect is now filled by me shame that it is filled in a manner so unworthy of him pride that i should have deemed fit after him to fill it at all in that very chair i say has his noble form reclined when he for hours even from night till the next day's dawn dwelt with sorrowful eloquence upon his country's present and looked forward with gloomy foreboding and prediction for the future it almost seems to me that this mighty shade is with us now and why all this despondency my dear armand remarked louis blanc mildly was it not because our noble and gifted friend was essentially a soldier not a civilian not a statesman not a revolutionist had armand carroll gone to algeria he would have died if died he had not in an unknown duel with an unknown bravo he would have died a marshal of france a bougaud a chauganier a bedeau a cavaignac a clausel a lamoricier carroll had no faith in the masses to achieve a revolution he never believed that they could even withstand a single charge of regular troops much less repel and overcome it not even with barricades asked rollin not even in defence of barricades continued louis blanc regular troops have much to learn added rollin with a significant smile they will see the day ay and we shall see it and rejoice at its coming despite all melancholy prognostications when the people of paris will dictate abdication to the king of the barricades from the top of the barricades the people's throne nor will that event tarry long 
i doubt it not i doubt it not ledru exclaimed louis blanc rejoiced that one of the youngest and least stable of their number appeared free from the apprehensions of one of the most influential and seemingly most reliable i accept the omen indicated by your enthusiasm but i accounted for the vacillation and distrust of our lamented friend armand carroll by reverting to the fact that he relied entirely on regular troops military skill scientific tactics and severe subordination now all of these belong to our oppressors and none of them to us and inasmuch as he could not perceive that enthusiasm passion for freedom love of country and family and the very wrath and rage of desperation itself sometimes not only supply the place of discipline arms and the knowledge requisite to use them but even enable vast masses to break down and crush beneath their heel the serried ranks of veteran troops he could only despair at the prospects apparently before him besides armand carroll like all military men was a man of action not reflection of execution not contrivance a soldier not a conspirator at the head of ten thousand veteran troops he would have charged on thrice their number without discipline with the confident assurance of sweeping them from his path as the chaff of the threshing-floor is swept before the blast but with an undisciplined mob as he contemptuously called the masses he would have moved not a step the larger the multitude the less effective and the more impossible to manage he would have deemed it a revolution accomplished by means of the three arms of the military service artillery cavalry and infantry horse foot and dragoons he could readily conceive but a revolution conducted to a successful issue only by means of pikes axes muskets and barricades never to the hour of his death despite the victory of the three days could carroll comprehend besides said flocon it must not be forgotten that armand carroll though a most devoted friend to republicanism was never a member of the society des droits de l'homme was never as we all now are a communist a socialist a fourierist a friend to the labourer no wonder he hoped so little for the people and trusted to accomplish so little through them there can be no doubt that the social principle which republicanism is now unconsciously assuming all over france mildly remarked louis blanc is lending to the cause incalculable strength how terribly impressed with the conviction of the justice of the cause in which they perished must have been the unhappy insurgents of lions when with this motto on their banner to live toiling or die fighting they marched firmly up to the cannon's mouth and fought and thus fighting fell yet this conviction is not peculiar to the workmen of lions it pervades all paris all france and needs only to be roused to act with an energy which no human power can resist social republican will be the type of the next revolution in france it must be the french people have been dazzled by the mirage of liberty ever since eighty nine but it has been only a mirage on the last three days of july thirty the people of paris drove out one bourbon to enthrone another 
true the state is myself was not the despotic motto he assumed as did one of his successors but it was me and my family which has proved equally selfish if not so absolute and far more dangerous to freedom with lafayette and benjamin constant the citizen king they had made quarrelled as soon as on his throne and lafitte and dupont de l'eure his supporters were banished from the court casimir perrier was called to crush the liberals armand carroll assailed the act and urged a republic the national was prosecuted and insurrections followed thus was the revolution of the three days won by the people to be seized and enjoyed by the bourgeoisie the next revolution will be won by the people too but the people will enjoy it and how progresses our principles louis among the people asked marist who had listened attentively to every word that had been uttered never so gloriously as now armand never never has there been such a diffusion of information upon the subject of the rights of labour as now pognier tells me every day that volumes tracts and pamphlets on this topic disappear like magic from his shelves has not the minister a hand in this mysterious disappearance of communist literature asked rollin we all know he is quite frantic on the topic of popular education oh yes we all understand guizot's love for the people his system of education promulgated in eighteen hundred thirty three was so very beautiful that it was almost a pity it was utterly impracticable but guizot has very little to do with pognier's bookshelves or with pognier in any way except to prosecute him from time to time for publishing coromenin's withering tracts designed for the minister himself and yet it would almost seem there was a design to exhaust the market of the publications of our friends only the great mass of them go to the provinces and large quantities abroad my own little brochure the organization of work after having fallen stillborn from the press died a natural death and been laid out in state for a year or two on pognier's shelves all at once is resurrected runs through half a dozen large editions and is translated into half a dozen languages the same is true of lamartine's vision of the future and the same of cormenin's tracts and of the ten thousand brochures on this same subject of communism in all its different shades and phrases and in every variety of size form and style of writing and appearance these publications are adapted to every test and comprehension the workman is suited as well as the savant all this savours of magic even my most sanguine anticipations are surpassed by reality there will never long lack a supply for a demand be that demand what it may a demand for fourier literature has turned all the pens in paris hard at work upon it novelists essayists pamphleteers while the port st antoine the port st martin and all the minor theatres where are found the masses swarm with melodramas farces and vaudevilles on the same subject and none of you have forgotten the powerful play entitled the labourer of lions attributed to monsieur dante's recently produced with such success on the boards of the francais itself and who is this monsieur dante's asked ledru rollin if you will suffer me to interrupt 
decidedly the most remarkable man in the french chamber of deputies replied marist in powers of natural eloquence i never saw his rival nor is that all added louis blanc unlike most men noted as mere orators he is a sound logician as well as a polished rhetorician as a political economist he has few equals to that subject he seems to have devoted much study while his familiarity with the political history of france and of the times generally all over christendom seems boundless in debate you observe he is never at a loss for fact or argument let the discussion take what direction it may and he has celebrity also as a writer has he not asked ledru rollin the author of the laborer of lions must be a man of distinguished literary genius was the reply better than all said flocon he is devoted heart and soul to the good cause such devotedness to a cause i never witnessed said marist he puts us all to the blush with him it appears a matter of direct individual interest he is perfectly untiring he is like one impelled by his fate love or vengeance could not force onward a man to the attainment of an object more irresistibly than he seems forced and that too without the slightest apparent stain of personal interest or ambition that man appears to me a miracle a pure philanthropist he strives struggles suffers sacrifices and all with the sole object of ameliorating the condition of his race it is indeed wonderful said rollin thoughtfully do you know marist anything of his past history little if anything of himself he never speaks and i can gather nothing from others even his constituents had known nothing of him but a few months before he became their representative in the chamber his popularity with them he owes to his efforts to ameliorate their condition at his own expense he established among them a phalanstery which is now in most successful operation he's rich then asked flocon seemingly not to judge from his habits of life replied marist not a man in the chamber is more republican in garb manner equipage or residence than he and yet he may be rich is he married asked rollin he has been i am told said marist but we interrupt you louis you were alluding to the unusual influences now at work for our cause i was about speaking of the newspaper press said louis blanc never has there been known such a revolution in favour of reform and communist journals and to none is this better known than to some of ourselves there's flocon's new journal la reforme that has leaped at once into a circulation never before achieved but by long years of toil and enterprise the old national we need but to look around us to be sure was never more prosperous than now while i am free to confess that my journal le bon sens which has been a sickly child ever since its birth has within three months tripled its number of readers or at least its payers 
the same is in the main true of le monde by la croix le journal du poupel by dubose le courrier francais by chatelain le commerce by bert la minerve by le main la presse by girardine and all the journals in paris which diffuse true ideas upon labour and the rights of the people be they in other respects what they may even the charivari which views the old king and his ministers as fair butts of ridicule perceives a marked increase in its patronage since it commenced that course which sudden popularity naturally excites it to increase of zeal in the same path besides all this an army of new papers aiming to aid the great cause have not only sprung up of late like mushrooms in paris but all over france and even all over europe and so far appear they from interfering with each other's prospects that the more there are the better they seem sustained and the more ably conducted a swarm of new and unknown writers for the press on this great subject seems all at once to have appeared from unseen hiding-places this is very strange louis said marist and yet it is doubtless very true i had observed what you remark myself although i have viewed the movement less hopefully for the cause of the republic than you depend upon it armand said louis blanc smiling that republicanism and socialism are identical terms as much so as communism and despotism are antagonistic terms but how do you account for this wonderful change this unprecedented fever for furrierism asked flocon i don't pretend to account for it at all the merits of the cause have perhaps begun to be properly appreciated unusual efforts have been made by our friends of late whole nations and epochs are sometimes seized with a contagious mania for peculiar species of literature as for everything else but i will hint to you a suspicion which i have recently entertained namely that after all the rapid sale and ready market for every species of fourier literature is not an unerring indication of the amount of reading of such literature or the demand that actually exists of buyers as well as readers individual ones at least as for the journalistic literature that i have learned is without doubt gratuitously distributed to a great extent among the masses but can the masses read the papers asked marist each family house neighbourhood cafe or cabaret at any rate has at least one reader said rollin and all the men women and children have ears to hear if not power to comprehend but some of these papers which i have seen come down in style to the very humblest comprehension can it be asked flocon that there is such a club as a society for the diffusion of social knowledge in paris after the form of that in london instituted by lord henry brougham and his whig coadjutors for the diffusion of general information and so opposed by the tories if there be such an association said louis blanc it has managed to elude all my vigilance thus far and that of the government too for guizot can perceive if no one else can the inevitable effect of all this and he has no idea that the dear people of france shall be educated by any one save himself 
but actually there seems to me to exist too much unity of purpose and action in this enterprise for it to be the work of an association i should rather suppose one powerful and philanthropic mind at the head of the movement were there not two things so plainly opposed to it as to forbid the idea the first being that there is no one man in europe who is rich enough to expend such immense sums upon such an enterprise if he would and the second that there is no man who has the subject sufficiently at heart to do it if he could End of section 11